Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey. Oh, feels good, right? So happy Thanksgiving. Um, before I start today's podcast, I was like, is this a blog? A vlog? What is this? It's a podcast. Okay, cool. I remember I used to have so many people telling me, Marlene, you should have a podcast. You should have a podcast. I was like, what? But you know what? Let me tell you something. It actually fits my style a lot more because I'm a talker and I hate editing videos. So I think this is just going to be amazing. Absolutely amazing. Oh, and guess what? I'm also going to start a different podcast for Lena Lashes. It's going to be called Building a Lash Empire. Yes, honey. Yes. So that is pretty dope. That's pretty dope. So thank you guys for everyone who listened to yesterday's podcast. I really appreciate that. 250 people saw it on my story, but only 39 people swiped up to actually come and listen. So I truly, truly do appreciate you guys. It shows you that in the masses, you only have a few, they're going to be a soldier. So to all my soldiers out there, thank you so much. I love you guys a lot. So today's podcast is really, really interesting. I actually had to come in my car. So let me tell you this. I recorded this podcast already. 59 minutes and 58 seconds. And somehow when I pressed stop, it like disappeared. So I was like, what? And I almost wasn't going to come back and do this because that's like two hours for one podcast, right? But I want to do a daily podcast because it's helping me with my manifestation. It's helping me with my accountability. And it's helping me with like conditioning my mind to really look at myself, right? Because I want to look at myself. I really want to look at myself. I want to look at how I think, my processes, my mind, and all this good stuff. You know what I mean? And um, so... For you guys who haven't been following my Instagram live, right? I want to say on Tuesday, Tuesday, we talked on manifestation. And one of my soldiers, one of my sis, her name is Sergine. So I'm from the Ivory Coast, which is West Africa. I'm from Cote d'Ivoire. And Sergine is actually from Burkina Faso. So Burkina Faso sits on the top of the Ivory Coast. I like her very much. I like searching a lot. <laughs> she came to my mind to course. Chad, when I told you she wanted to beat my behind. <laughs> Have you ever seen somebody look at you <laughs> for a computer screen? <laughs> You're like, damn. If I was standing in front of this woman, she'd probably eat me alive. You know? But then she liked me. I was like, oh, you see? So we became really good friends since then. Uh, I'm telling you, sometimes you can start off on the wrong foot with someone thank you you can really be good friends right it's all about respect so Sergine was like marlene i don't know what to manifest i was like you can't be serious sis. you're full of it you are absolutely full of it you mean to tell me if oprah winfrey or tyler perry or bill gates sat in front of you right now with a blank checkbook and they said to you i like you so much i want to write you a check so i can help you achieve your dreams you mean to tell me that you would say to Oprah, to Bill Gates, or to Jason. No, Jason's not going to write you a check now. Jay, he don't give money to people. Tyler Perry, you would say, oh, I don't know. Can I get back to you? No, you would not. You absolutely would not. And if you say you would, you're full of it. You know how much you want to manifest. You know. You're just too afraid to say it because you don't think that someone like you can get or come into that kind of money so you don't think that you have enough or you are enough to get that kind of money right so she was like well I want to write uh, I would like to have 30,000 so I can like be able to pay off my student loans I was like okay so now we know that you need at least like 30,000 or more and she also said that she wanted to move into another community in Owing Mills, Maryland, in Columbia, Maryland, I said, perfect, perfect. So now here's what I recommend that you do, right? I say, go into your checkbook, take out a check, right? And write a check for $30,000. You write the number 30,000. I'm telling you guys, all these like um, writing exercises will help you greatly because when you pull out a check and you write $30,000 on that check, it's going to, you'll see how you really feel about that. Do you feel good? Do you feel sad? Like, you see, 
emotions are very very powerful right um the reason why we eat our favorite food or we eat the things that we shouldn't eat like your favorite chocolate cookie or some chocolate or very sweet things like me i'm all about the sweets unfortunately for me you know how many root canals and fills i have because of sweets like it's ridiculous it is embarrassing it's embarrassing like i am addicted to sugar you know what i'm saying if if, if sugar was illegal i'd probably be in the jailhouse i ain't gonna lie to you but because it feels good you know, we have a tendency of doing things that feel good. And most of the time, things that feel good bring us no um, added benefit to our lives. So look at it this way. Look at it from this perspective, right? If you take out a checkbook and you write a check for $30,000, right? You're going to not know what it feels to write a $30,000 check. And you might actually feel good. Like, wow, it feels good to write this check to pay this thing off and not have to worry about it so you write the number 30,000 plus you put the two zeros over 100 then you write out in full English $30,000 and zero zero over 100 you like where it says pay to the other of uh, the order of you just write student loans um if it says memo you would just write in there paying off student loans in full and then you sign it so and I said to her, and then you get yourself like a notebook. It could be a marble notebook. It doesn't have to be anything super fancy and super like expensive. No, that's too much. Start with what you have. Take the notebook. If you have clear tape, what I would do, I would tape, I would tape the check into the notebook. I will tape it, child. I sure would tape it. I would tape it right and then i would start writing i would start manifesting it i would start scripting and i said to you guys i personally recommend that you follow the six-figure chick because like you see she just she breaks her goals down the year per month per week per day per hour and then she starts to think about products that are going to help her meet her goals right and let's pray for cc that is it this week i think it's this week or the next week no, it's this week that this week she reaches a million dollars after Black Friday. So we're praying for her that she reaches her goal a month in advance. That that's that, that's just crazy to me. Like I was so happy for her. I wanted to send her flowers. Like if I had her address, I would have sent her flowers. I am just so happy for her. God bless her. Like it's amazing. It's amazing to me. Like it's just amazing how someone conditions themselves for success like that and they write it out like every single detail she writes out and I was like this girl is, is scripting so that's why she's attracting those things right so let's get back to me now because we gotta bring it back to me <laughs> my sister listened to my podcast oh sure go listen to the podcast because I'm talking about she's like Marlene what did you say so then she listened to it and she came back and she was like Marlene you're spilling too much tea <laughs> she's like you talked about me you talked about mommy she's not gonna like that <laughs> but anyways right but it's like let's bring it back to me because you know I, I I like to talk about myself more because well these are my podcasts you know and I think when you want to teach use yourself as an, as an example too as opposed to using other people so I like to talk about myself right I'm, I'm very comfortable with talking about myself it doesn't really bother me um, because if you can't be honest with who you are, how are you going to grow? So let's bring it back to me. Um, so as you guys know, well, you probably don't know this, but let me just say it again. I have a goal to have, to generate, to bring into existence 12,000 orders a day for Lena Lashes, right? And where did I get the 12,000 orders a day from? Okay, so most of I have packages that come from UPS and usually I'll go straight to the UPS station and pick up my packages because I don't want to wait. And mind you, the UPS station, once the stuff gets to the West Bank, it's probably like 20 minutes away from the house. But they usually, so all the trucks, the delivery trucks usually leave around like 9 o'clock, 9, 10. But I'm telling you, it could be until like 7 p.m for me to get my stuff and I live 20 minutes away I'm like what so I'll just go there and pick it up and you know and I, I really I like logistics a lot I like packaging because you know I do ship we do a lot of shipping building lashes we ship to customers we ship to influencers so you know we ship a lot of boxes 
um shipping is like logistics and then also we receive inventory so it's a lot of shipping that happens when you have an online business so i like logistics i like watching documentaries on fedex or ups and seeing all these packages like move and like these like these um how do you call those things the tr- like the like the um the belts the the belts just move packages to and fro it's it's, it's it's insane it's insane so one day I was there I asked the guy like how many packages do you guys process daily for these trucks and he said twelve thousand packages I said Whoop. and something when he said twelve thousand there was something that said to me Marlene claim that number for your business I said no I can't <laughs> that's too much you know what I mean girl because I was afraid I was afraid I was like I don't know if I can handle this like how am I going to handle 12,000 packages a day like that's crazy but recently with all this manifesting and doing this and doing that it has really put me in a place where I'm like I'm revisiting a lot of things and I'm saying to myself everything that I was ever told to claim I will claim right so I went back to revisit the 12,000 orders and I actually wrote it down too I think I wrote it down twice now so I said, okay, um, I honestly don't know how to generate 12,000 orders a day because um, that's a lot, okay? So if you do 12,000 orders a day, that means in a month, you're doing 360,000 packages. What? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You multiply by 10. That's 3,600,000 packages. Like, I want you to pick, like, let that number sink in for a minute, right? And then, plus you got the two other months, so that's what, that's like, that's another, that's 36, 36, that's 72, right? So if you have 360 plus 72, now we're talking about 4,320,000 boxes. If you, that's just customer stuff, right? So I was like, oh, wow. I don't even know what 4 million, th- four, what is it? 4 million, 300 and what? 4,320,000 boxes a year. Like, what the heck? Let me wrap my mind around this number, right? Because even right now with big commerce, like, because big commerce, like, it gives a number because every order has a number, right? We have, I don't even think we broke 67,000 packages yet, right? So can you imagine somebody who's like, I'm looking around like 67,000 packages that have been shipped or orders that have been processed so far. And now I'm talking about 300, not 4 million, 320,000 boxes. Like that, 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 that's, that's insane. That's insane. But then it's a worthy pursuit. So I said, God, I don't even know how you do that. Right. But one thing that I know how to do and I think I can do because I've done it before. I know how I can ship 12,000 PR boxes. So for you guys who don't know, PR boxes is when you reach out to an influencer. It could be anybody, but someone that is like, like that is a great fit for your brand in terms of like their eyes. I sell lashes and lipsticks and cosmetics. So, but really, I the brand is called Lean Lashes. So, I like girls who have beautiful eyes. Like, I like girls that have beautiful eyes. I like girls that have beautiful brows. I like girls that have beautiful lips. Okay. So, if you have big eyes, like big pretty eyes, I'm coming for you. So check your DMs, right? And if you have like these really big, juicy lips, oh girl, I am coming for you, okay? And it's sometimes it's so weird because I'll reach out to a girl and then I'd be like, oh my gosh, I love your lips, right? Because I do, it's the business I'm in, right? Um, so I was like, I know how to do that. So I said, okay, I'm not gonna do, I can't, I don't think I can do 12,000 PR boxes a day. We might be able to one day by the grace of God, but I think, I think, if the Lord is my shepherd, that I can do 12,000 PR boxes a year. So then that comes out to 1,000 PR boxes a month, which comes out to 334, because you can't do 333.33 PR boxes. Let's round that up. That's 334 PR boxes a day. So that's a lot of boxes. And I have upgraded like the packaging and everything. So it's like now what is happening now is like these new boxes that I'm using. If you haven't seen them, you can go on Lashes by Lena and see them. They're red or you can actually order as a matter of fact. Huh? 
all you guys who always listen to me y'all can just go on my website and order a lipstick and support me how about that how about that how about you be some good sis so but it's a big red box like it's it's pretty big right um and then you have the lashes that are kind of big the the lipstick so everything takes a lot of space so i'm like ooh, that's a lot you need a lot of space for that and then you gotta you gotta have the the stock to be able to do that kind of stuff so Sershin and I, we spoke the following day and I was like, have you done the check thing? She said, no. So I went ahead and I did it because I was like, okay, I need to get a, a bigger warehouse. Like I need to get a warehouse. And so I took a check and then I wrote the check for like first month deposit, second month deposit, whatever. I wrote the check out for the warehouse and then I started scripting and I said, you know what, God, like I truly need a warehouse, not for the sake of my ego, not just because I want to have a warehouse, but because this 12,000 packages a day thing, it has now become, it has now become an objective of mine. It has now become a goal of mine. And sincerely and sincerely, I don't know how you do 12,000 orders a day. And you have to think about this in terms of an equation. Okay, and you got like, Marlene, because people get so afraid of math that you've seen equations before. Like two plus two equals four, that's an equation. Does that make sense? So let's say that you can write it out as a full equation. You can do two multiplied by X plus two multiplied by Y gives you four. That's an easy one. X could be one. Y could also be one. So two plus two equals one. X could be zero. Y could be Y could be um, two. Okay. Or what is it called? You know what I mean? Is that all you can do? But you can do many different things. So X can be many things. Y could be many things. So when we, when I think about from my mathematician background, whatever, math, whatever, or stat, this is what you call a regret, a line. Like, so an equation, and then you try to make it fit. So it's like some kind of like linear regression, but that's too much. But anyways, so you start to say 12,000 boxes a day. That's a consequence of... So consequence of could be the equal sign, right? So something plus something equals 12,000 orders a day. And it could be many things. So it could be X plus Y plus Z plus D plus E plus F plus G plus whatever equals um, 12,000 orders a day. You understand what I'm saying? So now that you have all these different letters, you will call these your, your variables. Okay. Now. To each variable, you assign a coefficient. So it could be, um, I don't know, you could say like 12 plus X plus 10 plus Y plus 5 plus G times G plus 6 times F, whatever, da 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 da, equals 12,000. So those are the different things that you need to do, adjust it to a coefficient, and then you get to 12,000 orders a day. So now we're like, my job now with this body and this intelligence is to figure out how you do this. So from physics, because a lot of the stuff, I'm telling you, a lot of stuff is like, it's math. I'm telling you, right? So now from physics, you understand that something, something causes a reaction and it's called inertia. So it says that if something is going on a trajectory, it will keep going on that trajectory until something hits it and then changes the route of it. So you could be going straight, something hits you. If it's a force that hits you from the right, you might be going to the left. If the force hits you from the left, you might be going to the right. Does that make sense? So then you're like, okay, what can I do to cause this to happen, right? That's a God. I don't know how to do the 12,000 orders a day, but I know I can ship 12,000 PR boxes a year. If you give me the resources, I'll give you, I bring the strength, you bring the resources. Does that make sense? I will fully dedicate my mind, my body, and my soul to this if you bring me the resources. So I'm scripting about the warehouse and I'm like, Jesus, so this warehouse that I'm asking for, it's not just for the sake of having a warehouse, it's because we need to ship these boxes i need to make this happen you know what i mean because the thing is right now i'm not chasing sales i'm not chasing money i am chasing twelve thousand pr boxes does that make sense all right cool so i'm writing i'm writing and i'm like you know we're going to need the space because it takes a lot of space and most importantly when you run a business when you run a company you always want to have a safe 
working environment not just for yourself people who work for you people who are coming to you you know you don't want the, the postman to get hurt you don't want the people who work for you to get hurt and you don't want to hurt yourself because you lead the company so if you're hurt who will lead this ship it don't make no sense right so space is also very important for safety because at a certain point the space i have right now is just unsafe it's just unsafe so i'm writing this and then this morning i wake up because i try to write in the morning and i try to write at night before i go to sleep so i'm going i came down i started working and then i have my computer on and when i come in the morning usually i will watch youtube drama sometimes but the thing is this morning when i check my text messages my little sister cheryl she had sent me a text like i need to wake up girl the tea the tea is spilling so i did start the day with some tea but usually i will be on cnbc msnbc i like to watch business stuff i like to watch business people i like to watch everything that involves business so from the automotive stuff automobile industry computer tech whatever is happening in business no matter what the field the industry i like to know what people are up to you know what i'm saying i think that's pretty interesting so and i was watching these documentaries about or that cnbc does and i really encourage you guys to follow cnbc and it was all about autonomous cars right and i'm like yo these mofos are really trying to put out cars that drive themselves on the road now it's true some people have been hurt some people have died but sometimes unfortunately that's what it takes to break the barriers and to take civilization to a new level and it's like nissan is doing it tesla is doing it bmw is doing it like all these big motor companies are now working relentlessly to be able to put self-driving cars on the road and there is a passenger a black lady she said something that really touched me and she was like it's it's crazy to see the way when you drive a car and you put so much thought into it as a human being and with your brain it's crazy to see a computer kind of do the same thinking process that a brain would do you know what i mean and all of this is um it's not just AI, but it's what they also call machine learning, right? And then it's like, and then the other, like the guy who works there, like one of the engineers was talking about, you know, how to get the car to identify certain things, not the car, but the, the computer, right? The, or the And then the motherboard that does all these like algorithm, and they, they're happening so fast, right? Like we got to know what color means and like the car needs to know what color means this if yellow means that red means this how do you recognize the pedestrian how do you and there's so many variables that we don't like even me i was like yeah it's true when you drive there's so much that you have to think about and let me tell you this right sometimes i even feel like driving on the highway is way easier than driving through a neighborhood or driving through a residential area because you have more things to watch out for when you drive into your neighborhood as opposed to when you drive on the highway you don't have random kids playing soccer or riding their bicycles on the highway makes sense and then usually when you're on the highway whatever lane you happen to be everybody that's next to you is going in the same direction as you right and then there's a huge median um between you and the people who are going the other direction but it's it's a phenomenal it is a phenomenal task and it's quite it is quite um i don't know it, it it's quite a feat like I, I i applaud these engineers right and i'm like wow this is what i went to school for like i applaud these people because you think about this right harry ford is the father of the automobile this when was this like the 19 what when did harry ford come out it's like before the great or i don't know like nine early 1900s so we've cars have had a chauffeur cars have had a human being behind the wheel for the past 100 years plus that's like that's almost a century and these people think that within 10 20 years they're going to be able to take away what has been for the past hundred years and i'm like this is unbelievable to me like i started watching these people and i was like you know what i understand why elon musk has billions of dollars at his disposal i understand why bill gates and jeff bezos and facebook all them people have billions of dollars at their disposal because your provision right 
will be determined by your vision. If you have a mediocre vision, you will get provision of mediocrity. Someone who only aspires to make $500 a day deserves to get $500 or less than a day. But someone who says, I want to defy the odds. I want to make the impossible a possibility. I want to break barriers. I want to break expectations, right? You're like, how is this person not going to attract money? Because even money will come to you because money is like you have a worthwhile pursuit. You know what I mean? I have come to find that it is the people who set themselves on the path to do what is impossible that come into financial resources that seem to be infinite. You know what I'm saying? And then, no, you guys, like, it really had me thinking. I went to see a warehouse here. First of all, I seen a warehouse before I wanted to get it. It was 20,000 square feet. I won the bid. People had to move. And then last minute, it was $16,000. But I, I couldn't, I didn't, not that I couldn't. And now that I'm thinking about it, I wasn't willing to think creatively enough to come up with the money. You hear what I'm saying? Because I couldn't have gotten that space. But now I found another space that's really big. And mind you, the mortgage, like the mortgage, the rent is about $8,000. And I saw the place. It is so beautiful. I loved it so much. But then I got scared. I was like, wow, I don't have enough business to justify having this space. So I don't think I can afford a space like that. I don't even think I can get a space like because I'm not the one that say, oh, good, get the space and then figure it out. No, I don't. Before I would have. Now I realize this is this is really reckless thinking. This is very reckless thinking. Does that make sense? That I found another place and that's the place I wrote the check for, which is a lot smaller. So that one, the other one was like $8,000 a month. The one I found is $1,300 a month, right? But I found it, I liked that the ceilings are very high, whatever. Okay, cool. But even then, I was still like, ah, I don't know. Because the thing is, your girl, I don't, I don't, I didn't really have a vision. Because I'm telling you, and I'm being very honest with you guys, you know, part of me had like given up. I was like, I don't know, I don't know. So it's like, okay, while you spend, while you're spending your time being ambivalent, while you're spending your time being ambiguous and, de- and decisive, you will remain stuck where you are. But it's funny how now that I'm saying, I I want to do 12,000 PR packages a, uh, a year, 1,000 PR packages a month, 334 PR packages a day. Now I'm like, I feel, I feel like I need space. Like it's like, I feel like I want to take my my elbows and kind of like extend my elbows in a way, right? And the passage where the Lord says, stretch out your tent, kind of thing. That's how I'm starting to feel. So now it's like. I understand why I wasn't able to manifest a bigger warehouse because I didn't have the right vision for that warehouse. I didn't have the right purpose for that warehouse. I didn't have the right intent for the warehouse. So now I'm like, well, listen, what kind of space do I need to be able to safely, safely? I never, I'm telling you, I'm the kind of person I am very mindful in the kind of working condition that I put people in. You know what I'm saying? You have to respect people. You have to respect people. Like, you know, you'll see a lot of businesses who will like, you know, they don't really take good care of their employees or they generate an order, a sales level that's very unsafe and unhealthy for their employees because they're not thinking about employee morale. They're not thinking about work conditions for employees. They're not thinking about what is the work environment. And a lot of companies, even a lot of young companies, especially never think about what is the work culture? What is the culture of this of this company? What is our culture, right? And I'm the type of person, I want to make sure that people are safe. People are safe. People are happy. You know, that's just me. Makes sense. So you want to have the right space for that. So now I'm like, wow, this warehouse is not just a, a one. It's now a necessity. But now we got to figure out what is the proper square footage, right what is the proper square footage for me to be able to do this make sure everybody is safe everybody can breathe nobody like you know that it's clean you know i want people to be safe so i'm sitting here now i'm like wow like i really need this warehouse because we need the space we need a space to be able to do this Makes sense will the orders come by the grace of god but this is now a purpose of mine this is now an intent of mine does that make sense am i making sense here all right, cool. So you see, and then I started thinking about why 
2016, 17, I don't think 18, I was up to that. Maybe 18, I was up to that. I don't know. But the, the years where I was seeking investors for my business, I understand now why I wasn't able to attract investors, you guys. No, sometimes it's easy. Like I said, it's easy to blame other people. It's a lot harder to look at yourself and take ownership for what you brought to the table. Does that make sense? And like I said the other day on Tuesday or Monday, whenever the live was, I said, a lot of us, we, <laughs> we ask for too little. And one thing about rich people that I've come to learn because I'm watching a bunch of shows about like, you know, YouTube is a beautiful place. Like, so on YouTube, you can go and get lost in drama. You can go get lost in the makeup tutorials. You can get lost in music videos. But if you want, you can also YouTube. You can also use YouTube to expose yourself to the haves, to expose yourself to rich people, their ways, how they think, how they behave, how they move. I've been watching videos on like billionaires of Russia, billionaires of Dubai, billionaires this, first class this, first class that. And what you start to see is that these people live a certain life, but they rich people really value their time. Why would somebody go see someone to buy a private jet for $50 million, y'all? Because they're trying to get there fast. And when they get there, they're trying to get there in style. And there was like, why would a human being go buy a Boeing 777? Because they got to fly with their entire staff. So it makes more sense for them to have a Boeing 777 than to book flights for all these heathens. I said, what the what? But you see, until this type of thinking becomes normal for you, you won't be able to get that kind of money. Because if buying a Boeing 777 scares you, you're not meant to get that kind of money makes sense but if you're like oh okay i can see why someone would want to have a triple uh a boeing double seven or triple no it's a triple seven right or whatever else or an airbus whatever hey my french people right then you'll be like you might one day see that kind of money but these people are busy they have things to do and these people are involved in some of the biggest deals you can ever imagine if i'm somebody like mayoshi's son who is the CEO of SoftBank. And SoftBank is one of the biggest investors in WeWork, um, Uber, and things like that. You think my Korean, Japanese behind has time to go through the airport, do TSA, do boarding. Oh, we're not boarding first class. We're not boarding. This is like, ah, time for this stuff. Because all this foolishness might take about three hours. If you're someone like Mayoshi's son, you sit with the Crown Prince Muhammad for 45 million for 45 minutes and he writes you a check for 45 billion. So we're like, damn, 30 minutes of Mayoshi's son is worth a billion. You think somebody who's worth 30 minutes a billion is gonna go through the airport and three hours, three hours is what? It's six episodes. It's six episodes of of, of 30 minutes so that means he needs to waste what he needs to waste six billion dollars went in the airport girl bye girl bye i'm not going through the airport okay i'm gonna get myself a whole boeing okay and whenever i say i'm going to dubai i'm going to dubai if i'm going to saudi arabia you know what i mean to, if i'm going to Riyadh to meet the, the thing i'm going to Riyadh. period if i gotta go to kuwait i'm going to the thing my private uh thingy i'm getting my triple seven i'm going to Riyadh. i don't have time for this because how much is this going to cost me a million dollars okay i'm gonna come back with a check for 45 billion the heck it's like it's so worth it it is so worth it because his opportunity cost to go to the airport and to wait and to do TS and all this foolishness is a waste of his time. So if Mayoshi's son drops a whole 60 to 100 million on a Boeing 777, he'll make that money in 15 minutes by talking to Prince Muhammad. So you're like, yo, I, you see, this is why these people make this kind of money. You understand what I'm saying? And it's like Marlene, when you were trying to meet people, it was from a place of fear. You were you and your little business. You don't have big ideas. You just want enough money to get by. Do a little PR thing. Your dreams were not big enough. And it's not that the people didn't like you. It's simply that your dreams were not big enough. You see, if you ever meet like I don't if you ever meet like a multimillionaire or a billionaire, these people have surpassed the problems of surviving. What am I going to eat for dinner? How am I going to pay my American Express bill? How am I going to pay my mortgage? These th these are trifling problems. Like These are non-existent problems for these people. These people are trying to think, how am I going to turn 
a million into 10 million. Better yet, how am I going to turn 50 into a billion? Like these people are, they on some other stuff. Because rich people want to get richer. They're not out here trying to do altruistic work and philanthropy. It's crazy. If you said Oprah Winfrey, oh, Oprah, can you give me 50000 and then I'll pay you back 55000 What the heck? Oprah can leave the money in her in her account and make more than 55000 and that's less risk. Why should she give it to you? That's a waste of time. Just say, Auntie Oprah, can you just give me 50000 Okay, here you go. But what is, wh- why should Oprah invest in a business for 50000 only to get back 55000 That don't make no sense. She'll rather wait for someone to say, oh, Oprah, can you give me $5 million and then I'll pay you back fifteen? Oh, now you're talking. Now you, now she's like, oh, because now when she looks at opportunity costs, it's better for her to put her $5 million in your hand than to put it in the bank. Because in the bank, she, not only is the money safe, but the interest is guaranteed, even if it's 2%. You go figure out what 2% of five of five million is. It's about what, a hundred thousand or whatever, or ten thousand, whatever. But my thing is, that's a better investment. You see, and that's why I say I don't even know why sometimes, especially here in America, a lot of people like to pretend like the, the rules of economics are not real. They are very real. Opportunity cost is real. People want to hedge their bets. Rich people are all about hedging their bets. They're not just trying to die rich. They want their kids to be rich. They want their grandkids to be rich. They want their great-great-grandkids to be rich. They want their they want everybody that comes out their bosom to be rich. Who don't want to be like a Rockefeller? You know when Rockefeller died? John D. Rockefeller died? But his name is still relevant because his kids, grandkids, all of them are rich. Estee Lauder been dead. But guess what? All her kids and grandkids and great-grandkids are rich. Okay, the Vanderbilt. Anderson Cooper out here with his, with his fake name. He's a Vanderbilt. These are some rich people. That's a rich family. That's a, oh, I see why now he's a cast person for CNN. Because he is like part of the elite bourgeoisie of New York. Vanderbilt? My goodness. You know what I'm saying? You think people from like the Carnegie, all them people, <laughs> Carnegie been dead. But his name, Carnegie Mellon this, Carnegie Mellon theater, Carnegie Mellon that. That's what being rich is about. Rich people are trying to use their money so that they never die. Even if they do happen to die, they want stuff to outlive them. So people will always talk about how this person, this woman or this man made their money. You know what I'm saying? So don't waste people's time. So me, Marlene, I was just out here trying to waste people's time. Because when you look at these people right here are, are, are daring to do self-driving cars. Even me, Marlene. If I had to choose between investing in lashes and investing in self-driving cars, trick. What do you think I'm going to invest? The self-driving cars. And it's no offense, but it's the truth. You know what I mean? So it's like now you say, oh, thank you, Jesus, because I never looked at it that way, right? So now you say, let me look at it. How now can I think of something amazing? Or what is something that I can do with this business that is going to be innovative to the point that money will try to now come find me? That's the thing. You know, and I remember like one time I was reading in the Bible and it's, it's, in, it's in Proverbs. I don't know what Proverbs, but you can Google that. And King Solomon said that one of what makes God, God is the fact that he hides things, right? I'm just summarizing. It's the fact that God hides things. He hides things from us. And he said, what makes a king a king is that he has to now, or he or she now has to go find those things that God has hidden. Does that make sense? And you might just think, oh, like king, oh, well, I'm not a king, I'm a peasant. Or I'm not a king, I'm a worker. I'm not, no, it, king, all that stuff is subjective. If you say that you're a king, you're a king. If you say you're a queen, you're a queen. Make sense? Your title is up to you. What, who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? You can be king or queen of your household. You can be king or queen of your business. It's up to you. You decide who you want to be. You decide. The world can't tell you. And there are too many people who walk around here accepting the titles and the position that the world gives them. Now, what you say? What do you say? Who do you want to be? Who you say you are? Because people will call you based on how you show up in this world. Does that make sense? So how do you show up in this space? That's something you need to figure out. 
And that really, really touched me because it showed me that there are so many ideas, innovations, and things like that that have yet to be created. That if they, if God only gives you one idea, you could be set for the rest of your life. But the thing is, are you willing to pay the price? to chase this God of yours, to know what he's hiding and what he's up to. And that's the same thing. So now it brings me back to Elijah and Elisha. When Elisha realized the kind of prophet that Elijah was, he said, oh Lord, baby Jesus. Okay, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. I need to have a double portion of this man's anointing. And so Elijah said to Elisha, you know, it's a big thing that you asked for right there. But if you are committed, I guess it will be yours. And the day that Elijah was supposed to disappear, the Bible says that an angel came to Elisha and said to Elisha, do you know that today your master will be gone? He said, yeah, I know. And Elijah did everything he could to escape because even him, Elisha, his selfish behind, he knew the kind of mental he had and he didn't want to give it to nobody. You know what I'm saying? But Elijah said, no, you is a liar because not only have I served you, but because I've served you well, I deserve what you got. So you ain't finna leave me out here with nothing. I know you lying. I know you lying. And then guess what? He got the mantle. And when you see the kind of stuff that Elisha did, girl, you scared. But then he was also selfish because he died that way. And he didn't give it to nobody. Because the fact that when they said they went to bury somebody on the bones of Elisha and the man rose up, it goes to show you that Elisha died with his anointing. Then that's not cool. But you know what, though? God is God and God is fair. So maybe there's somebody out there who can get the mantle of Elisha because it seems to me that it hasn't been claimed yet. Does that make sense? So it's like, now I'm like, oh, God, dang, Jesus. Like, so that means now I got to commit to a vision. What is that? What is that thing that I can add? I don't know. And I, I, I mean, I have ideas. I'm not going to send them here on the podcast now. Because guess what? I've recently experienced something, right? And I thank God for that. Because you have to thank God for everything that go through that you go through in life. Because everything is not meant to kill you, but it's definitely meant to teach you, right? And I spoke about how I like I manifested the 50,000. And recently, I mean, I found myself right and I'm like, man, 50,000 is nothing. 50,000 is nothing, you know, I, with the business, like, and I will, cause there's going to be another podcast for Ling Lashes, right? And I'll talk about how we went from like the 800,000 to 400 to a hundred thousand. Like it just, the sales just kept going down and it got to a point where Marlene, I started to look at money as, Hey, as long as I get something it's better than nothing. Right. And that is the mediocrity. That is the mentality of poverty. That is the mentality of lack. And I used to, like, oh, 50,000 was so big to me. And it came and it's like, oh my gosh, I should have asked for more. But I thank God because now that I've manifested that, I know I can manifest more. But the other thing that I learned also was the value of my ideas. You know what I mean? Because there are people, you share your ideas with them. They act like they're not interested, but low-key, high-key, they're very interested. And then they don't want you to help them. But when you do help them and they start to see bare fruit, kind of like Laban in the Bible, the way Laban treated Jacob. Like, I've really been through that recently. And... But you thank God because now I've seen that I have great ideas and the beauty in it all, you know, even when people try to take your ideas and exclude you and do all that, it's fine. Let them go. God is good because I did it. I did it. And what now I'm seeing is that Marlene, you have some amazing idea. And my friend, Sophie, Sophie, my sister, she said something to me. She's like, Marlene, now you've seen that your ideas, your ideas are like gold. So next time don't share your ideas with anyone even if you don't have the money keep them for yourself because i used to be like oh well you know i don't have the money to do it so i'm just going to tell this person let them do it and guess what you they go do it and then they come back and they hate you because they see how good your stuff is now they want to exclude you but thank the lord for that because all of that serves as confirmation god has given me so much confirmation you guys and that's why now like i wake up happy I wake up manifesting. I wake up thinking and, and planning. And I ask, I'm watching things that are going to help me. I just bought a book called You're a Badass and Making Money. You know, because I said I'm going to try to read a book a month because I have to I have to compete against myself. You know what I mean? The ideas that I gave away, I have to compete against myself and come up with even better ideas, more powerful ideas. And I know I can because I am a very creative person. I am insanely creative. I am magnificently creative. I'm like to infinity creative. Does that make sense? And so now the way my prayers are going to go and the way my fasting is going to go is to say to the Lord, 
what is this idea? What are you hiding? You know what I mean? And how do I position myself now for God to say, okay, I'll reveal to you what it is. Because in Matthew 7, 7 says, seek and you shall find. So there is something out here for us that we must seek. But we need God to to lead our steps. And that's why in Ephesians 6, I think it's Ephesians 6, right? It talks about the truth, but it's, it talks about the feet. And it says, aren't they beautiful? The feet of the one who preaches the gospel, you know, and that the light of the gospel will, will, will be like a light before your feet so that when you walk, you can walk straight. You guys, the, this Bible stuff is very mystical, y'all. It really is very mystical. So now I'm like, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the sign. I'm receiving the signs. I, I hear what you're saying. I'm starting to feel what you're saying, right? And I will now commit finding what is the thing that I can do in this beauty industry that will make money follow me. You know, there is a young woman who has, uh, she started off with a gloss, uh, 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 sorry, a blog. It's called The Gloss. I forgot her name, but she's really cute, cute little white girl, right? I think she might be Jewish. I don't know. But anyways, you're a cute little white girl. So she started The Gloss 10 years ago. And then she has a business. It's a makeup brand now called Glossier. Glossier. Right. So she has like 1.7 million followers, something crazy like that, right? She doesn't really do ads. Like you don't really see her, like influencers don't talk about her, trend mood don't talk about her, but her engagement is insane. I'm like, and all she sells is clear lip gloss. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Because for me, I used to think you needed to have like 100 million products, right? Increase the number of SKUs that you have so that you can make more money. But this girl completely shattered that paradigm for me in the sense that no you can just sell one lip gloss and a clear lip gloss and people will go crazy like her makeup page is for people who don't want to wear makeup because these people are beautiful people with really good skin and all they do is wear clear lip gloss and lip balm you know what i'm saying and this girl first she raised 50 million and then she raised 150 million and i'm like what is going on here what the heck I have more SKUs than her I have more products than her how come I'm not raising this kind of money and so you do you do um deflect to the fact that oh well she's white I'm black da, 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 which is also true there is a, a kind of like inconsistency in terms of financing between the way white women are able to get venture capital and then the way black women are able to get venture capital but at the same time we must also be honest in our discourse as black people and say and if you mean Marvin there's something that I have noticed is the fact that white people pay attention to how they treat their customers black people we don't does that make sense white people take pleasure in going outside or above and beyond for their customers black people we don't we might even cuss out a customer does that make sense we might even try to read a customer or make see it's it's we're, we, we can be unprofessional we can be very unprofessional. And me, Maureen, I've had a sober dose of unprofessionalism from uh from, from, from black people, black women in business. And I'm telling you, it's like, oh, I understand now why some of us are stuck to sales and coupons and drugstore prices. Okay, because and you know, and that's another I watch another brother. He's from Congo. His name is Zach. Zach McQuest. I don't know his name is Zach so maybe if you do like if you go on YouTube and you tap Zach Congo kickboxing you'll find him right but his videos are in French though by the way but Zach was saying it's funny to me how you do mediocre service you do drugstore service but somehow you want to get luxury you want to charge people luxury prices I said boy if you don't come again and say that again one more time and even me he snatched my edges you want to charge people this amount of money for your products but sis my brother are you giving these people that kind of money service? Because if a lady goes to Chanel, for example, and she pays $30 for a lip gloss from Chanel, the box looks expensive. The bottle looks expensive. The content looks expensive. Even the, the Chanel booth, honey, it looks expensive. The bag, she's going to put your stuff in. It looks expensive. The ribbon, they're going to tie your bag in. It, everything Chanel does looks expensive. So you say, you know what? I'm not just paying $35,000 for, for the lip gloss. I'm paying for the, whole, the lip gloss and the experience. Even the Chanel people who are at the counter, the way these people dress, it looks expensive. 
Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's like, and then I started watching like documentaries on the Ritz Carlton, right? And mind you, Ritz, Cesar Ritz, the guy who founded the Ritz, the, that became the Ritz Carlton, he is a poor man. He grew up in a poor child, a family of 12. They were poor in Switzerland, something crazy like that, right? He was a server. He started all the way at the bottom of the hotel industry. And today, Ritz, the Ritz Carlton, sorry, is now synonymous with luxury. How can somebody who grew up in a village in the Swiss Alps, somebody who grew up in a family of 12, no pot, no, no running water, no toilets, no this, no whatever, right? He is now symbolic with wealth. Like the Ritz Carlton is where everybody that's rich wants to go to sleep. But when you watch the documentary about this man and how he con- conducted himself, how he saw the whole, how you say hotellerie, l'hotellerie, which is like the hotel business, right? And the hospitality and how to take care of guests. I said, oh, child, I understand now why. You know what I mean? The kind of thought he put behind the furniture, like this like Louis Sixteen, Hokoko, like you know, like it, it's it's insane. And I'm like, next time if I go to Paris, I will just I will go to the Ritz Carlton just to see like how it looks how it feels right but this is a poor man but even though he was born as a poor child he learned to develop a taste for the finer things right and he also learned to 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 cater to rich people so what does this show us right it shows us that it's not how you are how you grew up but are you willing to learn Are you willing to change? Are you willing to put forward an effort to learn how to cater to people, how to make people feel special, how to make people feel good? And I'm telling, and then I watched something about some cruise stuff, the world's richest boat or the world's most expensive cruise, right? Yeah. When you see how they take care of those people, you understand why somebody would drop 10K for a room or $80,000 for a room. This This is crazy. This is crazy. Even when they wash the clothes of the people. No, you guys, you should see how people who are dealing in the luxury business, you should see how they treat their how they treat these rich people. Girl, even Marlene, if I had the money, I would go. Like I'm like, wow, after watching this, when you when they take your clothes to go wash them and stuff like that, they wash it. You you can leave instructions, they will respect your instruction, and then they wrap your laundry in this beautiful like um paper bag. They put a sticker on it, they put a note for you. Like, oh my gosh, you can leave your shoes outside and in the middle of the night somebody comes at night quietly, will clean your shoes and put them back. I mean, they go above and beyond. Above and beyond because for them these are some rich people. And they want to give them an experience to remember the people. And like people, I was like, wow, you know, because like the way now we I do my shipping, it's a red box. We have the tissue. The tissue is red tissue. It has the logo on it. I'm saying like you should order too so you can see it. You can order lipstick. We're doing a sale right now. Right. So and then when I'm done, I place the stuff in Then I have to fold another tissue to cover everything up. Right. But so like even me, I was folding the stuff yesterday and I was like, well, this is the world's richest cruise, Chad. Let me be mindful how I like I fold the paper because I want it to be well folded. Right. So I'm like the crease of the paper, Chad. You know, I was like all into it. You know, I had another c- client. I was working on her stuff. And then there was like a little red. I don't know. It was, it was it got dirty somehow. It was like a little red thing. I thought, oh no, we can't send that because this is I'm because like now I'm like no, I'm building a, a lash empire. Like I'm building like the premier luxury lash line in the world. So it's like you can't send this to the person. I have to reprint. I mean, like now I'm like yo, when you gotta be like you have to be more mindful. You look at the paper, the postcards. Like now I'm like I'm looking at everything, right? I used to even like write the name of the lashes with like a marker, but girl. Since I've been watching these rich people shows, I said, oh, let me order some stickers because you want the whole thing to look, to feel professional. Does that make sense? Am I making sense here, you guys? But it's important. It's, 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 it's a lot more work for the details. But I feel like when you add it all up, it will be so worth it because when people get their boxes, when people receive their orders, I'm like, whoo, I ordered this? This is for me? You know what I'm saying? And then you have the ability with the way you package something, the kind of attention you put in it, the kind of love you put into shipping something out to a human being, right? You can make someone who had a bad day feel like a million bucks. You know what I mean? 
you can make someone who is on her path to like losing weight feel like a queen like dang girl i must be somebody special you know what i'm saying and this is why today i understand one of my biggest errors in business i i promise you you know you got to be honest out here in these streets right i understand one of my biggest errors in business which i will explore more in the lean lashes podcast which is called what's called like building a lash empire the podcast that one you know but i my problem was when i started my business you guys money was my main thing and i now understand that money can never be above people it can't come above you. It can't come above your family. It can't come above your employees. And it definitely cannot come above your customers. You have to learn to put people first. And if you don't, you will struggle to make money. You know what I mean? And that's why I was doing a whole lot of sales, a whole lot of coupons and coupons because I wasn't putting people first. You know what I'm saying? When you do something with love, when you take care of somebody, when you do right by somebody, trust, believe me, they're going to get a whole bunch of people to come buy from you. But when you find yourself putting too much work and the kind of money you get is little because there's a misalignment of priorities. You know what I mean? There is a misalignment. You know what I'm saying? I was like, wow. Why do some people who sell stuff like look at Chanel? Every time you look at the maxi from Chanel or the jumbo maxi from Chanel, the, the big one, right? The price never goes down. It goes up. But what happens every year? Chanel improves the quality. The fashion shows get better. The texture get better. The, the models get better. The clientele gets better. Why? Because Chanel as a brand is intentional in luxury. They are intentional. And that's why I said yesterday in the, yesterday's podcast that life doesn't happen to us. We are a sum of our actions. We live the consequences of our actions. You're not poor because you're, you're oh, poor you. No, you're poor because you're basic. You don't have enough money because you don't, you don't, you're not trying to change. You're not trying to improve yourself. You're not trying to grow. You're basic. And you think everybody else owes you. Nobody owes you nothing. You have to work on yourself and show up. And that's what I've learned. As a CEO, you can have influencers. You can have all that. But if you yourself, you don't show up and become a leader this thing's not gonna work because you have to show up and we're all ceos you ceo of your life your family your finances your bank account we are all ceos of something but you got to show up and you gotta work you know what i mean and i'm already i didn't show up i ran and i'm like can you, and even yesterday when i was writing i was like it's like if you are the captain of a ship and there's something going on with the ship or the ship is sinking and you are first to get on a, on a little boat and flee. So now you leave all your people and your guests and your crew on the boat and you're fleeing to save your life. I mean, can you, and I, I looked at that image and I felt so ashamed of myself, like, dang, you know what I mean? Everybody wants to be a seal, but nobody wants to really do the work because you stay on this boat. If this bee needs to drown, you're going to drown with it. So I suggest that if you don't want to die, let your black ass be proactive. Do something. Be bold. Have a plan. Work hard. Work harder than everybody. Outwork everybody. Let your customer service be better than everybody's customer service. Let your shipping be faster than anybody's. You by yourself, you can outwork 20 people if you want to. If you want to, I, I'm telling you, you can. You sure can, but it starts with you. The biggest problem between you and becoming who you want to be is you. It's not nobody else. Sometimes people can do some foul things to you. That's true. But at the end of the day, you are responsible for the life that you live. You are responsible for the kind of business that you run. You are responsible for the kind of energy you attract to your business. You are responsible if you find yourself always in the drama. That's you. That's you. But at some point, you have to look at yourself and take accountability on yourself. Because the moment you start to fix the flaws of your person and your identity and your character, you will find that you will become something that the world will reckon with. And I said, my goodness. Now, today, honestly, you guys, I have a profound respect for Elon Musk. The guy might be crazy, but I guess it takes that kind of crazy to come up with this kind of confidence. Like, 
I'm going to put a car on the road that can drive itself. And I said to Jim, even if he fails, the fact that he was bold enough to believe that he could be the one to do it, I got to respect this man because it takes confidence to be somebody. And a lot of these people who are multi-billionaires, it's not that they're the smartest or the bestest. They just happen to be confident enough to know that they are the kind of people that it takes to run these types of businesses. And that's why they got that kind of money. Does that make sense? And if you don't have money, it's because you truly don't think that you're worth the kind of money that you're seeking. Does that make sense? So that's today's podcast, y'all. I hope you enjoy it. Love you much.